Um, okay. I can hear you. Yes. Um, I'll tell you what, man. You're sounding very clear right now. Uh, Much clearer. Than well, maybe it is the fight. Maybe this is just how we have to do this from now. That's, that, that could be the solution. For before, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to head myself because it's only been like five <laughs> seconds. But yeah, bef- sounds clearer than before anyway. Um, all right. Okay. That, but, well, it's okay because when, I, when you cut out or when I cut out, I was just struggling to <laughs> just say things. <laughs> so it's okay. Nothing great was lost in this occasion. All right. Um, I wonder if I should take it even further back because, because it's been so long now. It's been so that. long. Okay. So many years. All right. What's the, what's the, what's the next checkpoint? What's the checkpoint before? What <laughs> was... We were, talking we were just Arsenal. talking about Arsenal. We were saying that Arsenal were, were not doing well, and and we said that okay. we all said right, that. Right. That's yeah. the. Point. I mean, yeah. Um. So it's a difficult period right now for Arsenal, and they their manager and all their players have have questions to answer, of course. Um. But one team, but the team that knocked them out of the FA Cup, Liverpool, as we said, they're doing great right now. They're on the ascendancy. Um. And. The question I, I'd like to ask then is, is, is do you on think the they ascendancy are... a thing? Yeah. On the yeah, ascendancy. It sounds very regal. Yeah. I like the expression. Well, it's I'm a thing, on the ascendancy. Aha! And... <laughs> <laughs> For a guy who did really well at school. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's quick. Just a phrase that means going. No, I, I get, I get <laughs> what it means. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I just. I, I. I wasn't. I wasn't sure that I'd heard it, but I probably have. I just. I like the sound mm. of it. It sounded. It sounded quite cool. Anyway, I didn't mean for that. Right, well, let me say this. In, let me say this in a way Tristan will understand. <laughs> for, a, for a team going up, uh, <laughs> in a, in an upward direction towards the top. Yeah, and that team is Liverpool. And I just wanted to ask if you think they could really, for real, win the league this year, or if it's just something people are saying because they have to be at the top of the league Is right it now. It's true. Um, yeah. I mean, cause in three games' time, we could be saying that they're not good enough. Yeah. But like, they they. Well, yeah. No, you answer. I think they could. Uh, because I think they have everything they need to. Uh, the I, I I read somewhere that them losing Salah they're losing Salah to Afcon at the right time. In that now's kind of a period where they need to they need to see if they can do it without him, and if they can do it without him, then I think that's all the proof they need to to say that once Salah is back. We can, we can, we can win this thing. the The teams, the teams clicking. They've they just went through, or not just as in like not not very recently, but over the last year they've gone through the rebuild and the 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 struggle to renew that Arsenal are kind of having right now, uh, yeah. and they've come out of it on the right side of things. There's a new system, Alexander-Arnold's uh, new position is functioning very well. The new midfielders that have been brought in uh, are fitting into the side. Alexey uh, McAllister's goal, for example, is excellent proof that 
he's found his place in this side. So was like, it's been a, we've been we've been watching him for a while now. He's clicking in there as well. Even the forwards are starting to click. Nunez is clicking more than originally. Perhaps Gakpo is still underperforming slightly, but you know there there are plenty of options up front there. So so it's not mm. you know there's 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 a I lot think, of potential. I think the biggest difference. The most crucial difference between Liverpool and Arsenal is their manager. Uh, Jurgen Klopp has reminded us why you know why he's revered in such a way um, up there with the likes of Guardiola because he, he his man management is incredible mm. and his ability to create tactical systems that work in the favor of the players that he's got to available to him is also incredible. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we so we were having this discussion a couple of weeks ago, or a few weeks ago, where we were talking about this three horse race within the title, within the title race, which it still is, to be fair. And we were discussing who might drop off and like who you know who's mm. going to struggle. And 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 the reason we were unsure is because on the face of it, the Arsenal and Liverpool squads are pretty sort of like are like not like for like but like quality wise, they're not there isn't much between yeah. them, just on an individual basis. But as teams, Liverpool are so much. I feel like they're so much stronger, and and I think a huge part of that is the manager. Also, because you know the the the, his, the sort of the time they've spent sort of solidifying their. Um, yeah, I mean the the, the squad, their, their, the team. But, but, but even that, even that, you know, the uh, the squad, for example, the squad that won that did all that winning a few years ago in the Champions League. <laughs> did all that winning. <laughs> well, that, that for 2019 to 2021 yeah. or whatever it is, period. Um, that's, it's quite different to what it's not, it's not, you know, quite a lot of the players are not the same. But, and, and so they, and so last season they did struggle a bit and they finished outside of the Champions League or whatever. But, but Klopp showed his quality by bringing them back to the position they're in now by creating new systems that work for the new players and and I think that's that's yeah, I, I agree really. I agree but I also think that you you know, you you touched on something when you said that uh, that a lot of the players from that time aren't there a lot of them aren't but some of them are and those that are yeah. I think their their presence in the squad their experience their knowledge their uh, their their relationship with their manager and with the team uh, all bring a lot of solidity in that Arsenal don't have. Van Dijk, Alexander Arnold, Allison, Salah. Those are they, those guys are pillars of, of the Liverpool team and have been for a while, and are pillars of Klopp's playing style. Whereas, you know, mm-hmm. Odegaard is young for a captain, and uh, and most of the Arsenal players are are young and don't have that kind of experience. They've never been in a winning side. Uh, Arteta hasn't been there for five years or whatever, so so I think that he has. He, no, Arteta has been there for a while. For five years, really? On that, around that. Damn. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I think it is been about five wow. years. Time flies. Uh, Two thousand nineteen. So yeah. Five. Oh, wow! Exactly five. Well, okay. So scratch that last well, bit. <laughs> but the rest of it's true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. That's the thing is Arteta. I mean, I'm you know I don't criticize him too much. He's he's actually done a good job. Like he he Arsenal. See see this and this is the thing you see a lot of from like the the sort of reactionary Arsenal fans online is that 
Arteta's not good enough and he's the problem and that's why they're having these issues. But if you think about it, really, Arteta took them from being a team that generally finished outside of Champions League spots, if if even in, in European spots, to, to a team challenging for titles. Yeah. And and they won an FA Cup under him as well. And you know, while he well again, like I just said, he, I don't think he's as good a manager as Klopp. I think I think or managers like Klopp, but he's still done a good job. Um, but the thing is, uh, yeah, I, I, that's, I, I say that. But the thing is, he has been there for a while now. But, but a lot of people still think of of him and this Arsenal team as being like a young team, sort of in development. I don't think that's really true anymore. I'm living proof think, of this misconception. <laughs> yeah. You kind of, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is a bit of a, yeah. It is a bit of a misconception that they're this sort of young, brand new team. Not really. They've been around for a while now, uh, uh, and they they need to start showing some results. I don't know what it is about them, like mentally or whatever, but they, that means they don't. They tend to sort of hit these rough patches. Um, maybe they're just bottle jobs, you know. Maybe they're, 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 it's that North London Tottenham. Cursed, it's rubbing off on maybe, them. Maybe Saka and Declan Rice need to win the Euros this year. Which team currently has the most, in the Premier League, currently has the most England national players? Is it Arsenal or Chelsea? In, in the squad? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but City might be up there, right? They got, oh no, Foden, Walker... Calvin Phillips, John Stones. Yeah, that's true. That's four. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, we have, yeah, Reese James, Ben Chilwell, Sterling. Cole Palmer, is he, has he made the squad yet? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, in, in, yeah, yeah he, got, he, got, he got sent there. Mm-hmm. I think he came on as a sub. Um, yeah. Arsenal, who do they have? Saka, Ramsdale. Rice. Rice, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a few teams. With so a few, a few teams with a few of them. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> anyway, back to business. Uh, Liverpool, who are who are doing very well. Arsenal, who are struggling. Speaking of teams who are struggling, uh, Sheffield, sitting at the bottom of the table, are so far the only team to have really done anything at the transfer window. They've bought in Ben Brereton Diaz on loan from Villarreal. Uh, in an mm-hmm. attempt to score goals, uh, and uh, and other than that, there's just been a lot of loan moves. Really, the January transfer window is obviously quieter than the summer one, and for good reason. You don't want, you know, teams don't want to throw the towel out the window uh, <laughs> in the middle of the season. That is not an expression. That is not an expression. You sort of combined throwing the towel and throw the baby out with the dishwater. <laughs> something, something. Point is, you don't want to do anything too drastic, even if you're stuttering because it could just get worse. And you want to, you know, build on what you're doing as opposed to just going crazy mid-season. Yep. But that, and then, and then the beginning of the window of the January window is even quieter. Generally, um, it can get more frantic towards the end of it. So we'll see if there's any sort of last-minute crazy deal. But um, yeah, I'm not expecting any big things to happen necessarily in this window. I, I, I haven't heard much chatter about any big moves no. on the horizon, at least not. There's talk about Ivan Tony, but it sounds like he's very much not going anywhere for the time being. Yeah. Um, an interesting one that I think is 
semi-confirmed is Timo Werner's heading to Spurs. Um, yeah, I have heard that as well. Yeah. Um, that I mean, that's kind of fun to be honest. Like you know, it's as a, a he, weird. it's a bit weird. Uh, when he was at Chelsea a couple of years ago, or, or uh, even less than that, he he was known for being awful. Well, no, not, well, not the same. He was a bit of a fan favorite because he he was like he gave his all and he kind of played decent, like, but he just could never finish ever. <laughs> he couldn't score, but he but he but he he kind of endeared himself to the fans because of his like the effort that he showed, and I wonder if under a manager like Ange, he could that effort could be rewarded and he could become a good goal scorer. Um, because we know he's a good player, you know, he, he's, he he plays for good teams, he plays for Germany, he he can do it. <laughs> he can, he can, <laughs> yeah, I, swear, I, swear, I swear, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, there's just, just no evidence for it, but I swear. It's <laughs> yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm all right. forward to that one. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I, yeah. I want to see what you can do under Ange. Yeah. I know, I know, I know that... Chelsea fans aren't meant to be happy when their former players go to rivals, but yeah, on a personal level, I, I hope he does well. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't know. It could be, it could be a very quiet one, which you think is fine. Yes, I know. I mean, like, for example, you were talking. We were talking about managers making things work with the players they have, and and that's what I like to see. Um, so I, you know, as, as Arsenal and Chelsea are always linked with with moves, right? In teams like Man United as well. Yeah. Uh, with buying people, I, I I don't really want to see it. I, I just want to see him uh, crack on. You know, those three teams in particular who are struggling. I, w- I want to see them crack on with what they've got yeah. and make things happen. Especially Chelsea, as a, from a fan perspective, I, I you know I'm fully aware that the club has a reputation of just of of having financial privilege and just buying people and i'd like to shake that off start to shake that off a bit and and just stop buying people and start to make things happen with because because I, we're starting to see it a bit we're starting to see very small but, but some sh- uh, showings of signs of improvement as a team and on individual levels with the players in the team I'm talking about chelsea here by the way yes. um and 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 i don't i want to see that continue and not just buy people so Fair. yeah Long, long may long may actually working with the players you have continue. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. A little comment on this transfer window, actually, <clears throat> a brief one on the uh, yeah. the women's football transfer window. This transfer window mm-hmm. is confirming even more the uh, the rise and rise the ascendancy uh, of the women's super league in uh, in the UK. Because just more right. and more international stars are are gravitating to UK teams, and not even necessarily the biggest ones. Like uh, um, <clears throat> a big uh, American goalkeeper just signed with Bristol, which isn't one of the biggest teams in the league. It's not City or Arsenal or or Chelsea. Chelsea are by far the best team in the women's league. They've won it like five times in a row. They have, but the, 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 the competition is getting stiffer. Well, yeah, but I reckon they'll still win this one. Do you? <laughs> well, yes. that's, that's, for another, that's for another day. We're not, we've got, we should discuss this at another point in time. But we're at the top of it right now, uh, but the Sam Kerr injury will not help. No. For sure. And, and they've, got, they've got City and Arsenal, mm. you know, 
licking, licking at, napping at their, gnashing <laughs> at their heels or something like that. <laughs> You're the expressions You're are awful tonight. Licking at their, napping at their, gnashing on their, gnawing at their heels, on their, on their heels. I think you said licking at their heels. <laughs> That's what I started with. <sighs> All right. We're getting, we're getting, oh. we're getting sidetracked. I think it's more important to talk about how you crushed me on FPL this week. Oh, is it? I'm glad you want to talk about that. Yeah, I, it was a great week for me. And I think, well, I, you know, Palmer, Salah and Son, I think I have a share with a lot of people. So I got to, I got to credit a lot of the difference making to Ariola in the goal. Damn. 11 points for him. Oh, wow. And that's, a, that's especially brutal for you, isn't it, Tristan? Because he was playing against Brighton. Yes. But but from from and from my everything bench. I oh yes, I know, <laughs> bench, I guess. because he was playing Brighton. Damn, that sucks. Sucks, man. I feel bad for you. You know, I I had Dubravka who got eight points on my bench, so um, I, I would have uh, would have been alright. That was insane Sorry. that he got so many points. <laughs> yeah, he despite being crushed like by in the team that lost four two. That's that's yeah. that's a rare showing for a goalkeeper. But um, but but you know credit to Brighton. You know you know that when a goalkeeper gets loads of points, it's because the team opposite them had a bunch of shots and, and so and didn't score. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Keenan. Well, Thanks, Keenan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they had scored, I still would have gotten um, a bunch of a bunch points, of points. Yeah, loads of save points. Save points, bonus points. Anywho, <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, good week for me. I'm uh, pulling away from you a bit here. Just a tad. Just a tad. Regain, you regain your, your I position. will be back. And how am I going to regain my position? I'm glad you asked, Keaton. Well, I am done. I've done a bold move. Oh, bold. My like bold it. move is I have, obviously, the, well, I took out Salah, which is not a bold move because he's not going to be here for the next few matches. But Ooh. my bold move is I have replaced him with Kevin De Bruyne. We discussed this last uh, time out. And... Yep. The mate was back for that 5-0 crushing of, of Huddersfield. And I think, yeah. I think he could be a, a central part of City's second half of the season drive for the title again. I think you might be right. His, his, the anticipation for De Bruyne's return, I was going to talk about this entirely separately. De Bruyne coming back is, is a huge deal for, for City and for the whole Premier League. He's, an abs- he's, a, he's a living Premier League leg- legend at this point. His impact on any team is massive. And yeah, he could, he could, be, a big, uh, he could be a big bold move for you. Uh, I think the risk is if he kind of how much he plays over yeah. the next few games uh, as he sort of transitions back into a City team that, let's be honest, is not lacking in depth. Um, that's probably the biggest risk. Yep. But... He, he, yeah, like you say, he could, he could really get firing if they sort of, if they, you know, shift gear like a lot of people think they might, and yeah, that could be huge. We'll see. Fair play. See, I still have not decided what I'm going to do with Salah. I think I have decided that Son will go to Richarlison, so that I can keep hold of someone in Spurs. Mm-hmm. But Salah, could we any of Bowen, Elise, um, who, who the other, who's the other option, um. Well, it's probably between those two. Yeah, to be those honest. two are the best options, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's between Bowen and Elise, I reckon. Um, I haven't decided which one actually. 
So uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, that, that's the move now. And then I'm thinking I won't. So I was considering then taking a hit to get Haaland back. But I think just because he also isn't fully, fully, fully like fit and back in the squad, I can wait one more game week and then probably bring him in for the next one. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, and then I'm thinking the wild card will be when those when these when the Afcon and Asian Cups finish. I'm thinking that's when our wild card. Yeah, that's a smart move. Well, it's just sort of so I don't have to use transfers just to get my team back in order. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, also, I'll try, I'll, try, I'll try and align it with like an event, like a, a double game week or a, something to that effect. I'll try and be clever on that. That's always that, nice. Yeah. yeah, if you can swing it. Well, you've got a, we've got a few game weeks to see to see how things mm-hmm. how things evolve, how things go. So, and actually, a reasonable amount of time because there's this this sort of weird game week that's spread over two weeks, and then there's the break and so on. So you've, there's there's a lot of time to see how things evolve. Exactly. Do you have any you have any plans, or have you you've done you've done your move and you're you're happy? Well, I've done my move. Uh, I am currently thinking that I will uh, take out Gordon, who hasn't mm. been outstanding yeah, recently. Reluctantly staying in mind for now. Yeah, yeah, I might replace him with Elise. Uh, oh, who has a good run of fixtures and who is playing very well. Yeah. Despite Palace not winning. <laughs> and and I am I am watching to see uh if Solanke continues his run and if he starts to drop off, I might replace him with Pedro to free up funds so that I can get Salah back in instead of Saka and keep De Bruyne in my team if De Bruyne is performing well. Oh, okay. Okay. I like all this. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm keeping. I'm not rushing anything. Those are those are just my ideas going into the next next few game weeks. Uh, FPL, along with the Premier League, goes into its uh, critical second phase of the season. Exciting stuff. All right, Tristan. It is game week twenty. So you know what that means, what? right? This is the time for us to make our moves in the season long table prediction mini game. As uh, as it's uh, as we do our moves in 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 increments of ten game weeks, so, so this is our second t- opportunity to move up to two teams within our prediction tables, and our final third and final opportunity will come in game week thirty. So we are both going to just quickly remind you all what our current um, table predictions are, including the moves that we made last time around, and then we're going to talk through what our moves are going to be this time during this move window and and why we're doing that so um so tristan why don't you kick us off do you have it in front of you i have indeed talk us, talk us through your table uh so my table currently has city at the top uh yeah. then arsenal spurs who i moved last time around because uh, yeah. they were doing well newcastle huh. liverpool man united brighton seventh chelsea eighth villa Crystal Palace, Fulham, West Ham, Wolves, who I also moved last time. I had them down at the bottom, thought they were going to be relegation material. Everton, Brentford, Burnley, Nottingham Forest, Luton Town, Sheffield United, and Bournemouth, who I had very little faith in. (laughs) Um, 
So that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's where, where things are right. now. <laughs> Didn't realize you had Bond right at the bottom there. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I'll probably be moving them. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into your moves, uh, my table is I'll start from the bottom. I got Sheffield United at the bottom, then Luton. Then Bournemouth, so yep, they also need to go up somewhere. Then Nottingham Forest, then Wolves also had a position. Then Everton, then Fulham, then Brentford, and then Burnley, who are way too high. <laughs> then Crystal Palace, then West Ham, then Aston Villa, who are too low. Then Brighton, then Manchester United, then Newcastle, then Chelsea, then Liverpool, then Spurs, then Arsenal, then Manchester City. So, um, uh, as I was so, as I look at my table here, the way I see it is I have four teams that are majorly out of position, mm. and obviously we only get two moves. If I had four, I'd move four of them. But we only get two moves. So the four teams I could move are Villa, who are ninth in my table and actually currently third, is it or second in the actual Premier League? Uh, they're second actually right now. Yeah, so so they're they're the pretty low down. Burnley, who I've got in twelfth, who are actually in nineteenth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bournemouth I've got in 18th who are actually in 12th and Wolves I've got in 16th who are actually in 11th mm. so, so I thought about this I'm thinking about this and while I could move Wolves and Wolves and Bournemouth certainly I could move up I'd say Wolves is, an, is a lesser priority because they are in 16th currently so they're not like so far from where they actually are and Bournemouth, I could hold held some hope, at least within the context of this game, that they might drop. <laughs> I think the more certain things are that Villa will finish way higher than ninth, and that Burnley will finish way lower than twelfth. And by moving and and coincidentally by moving Villa up to, I think what I'll do is fifth. I get to move some teams down that aren't doing that well right now. Mm. And by moving um, Burnley down to probably eighteenth. I will bump up teams like I'll bump up teams like Bournemouth and Wolves. Uh, if even if it's just one place, it helps a bit. Um, well, so I'm thinking that's going to be what my moves will be. Sounds very sounds sounds smart. Sounds smart. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Good moves. I have I have a similar issue of I have several teams that I feel are kind of out of out of place, like like poorly out of place. Uh, I'm looking at so I've got Aston Villa uh, way too low at ninth, Bournemouth obviously uh, too low at twentieth. Uh, I also have the problem of I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Crystal Palace who I, I have in tenth and who are currently floundering in fourteenth. Uh, so it's not a huge gap, but it is a bit it is a bit different. And West Ham are doing a lot better than I currently have them as well because I've got West Ham in twelfth and West Ham are, are are up in sixth right now. So that's, mm. that's a few big ones. But I think Crystal Palace are capable of dropping, uh, are capable of of going up a bit. Uh, and I I think I think West Ham could shift back down, especially if teams like Chelsea. Uh, and and I hope Brighton and Newcastle click into into better gears. Uh, mm-hmm. So w- w- that that's that sort of see. Actually, Newcastle's kind of out of position. I've got them in fourth, and and they're in ninth right now. But yeah, I think what I'm going to do is similarly to you. I'm going to move Villa up. They, I've got them in ninth. I'm going to put them in third. Actually, no, I'm going to put them in fourth. 
Is that the right move? <laughs> third or fourth? Third or fourth? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have faith in Villa. I'm gonna put them a third. Really? Yeah. All right, then. I'm having faith in Villa. I'm putting them third, and that's gonna move down a few teams. Liverpool, unfortunately, but it's okay. I'll I'll, I'll put them back later on if they continue doing well. Um, well you wanted to get them up above Newcastle so you could bump them down a bit. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and I will be putting up Bournemouth. And I think I am going to put Bournemouth 14th, thus bumping down uh, some other teams that needed bumping down anyway. And I, okay. think that's a, I think that's a smart move up in 14th. Okay. So you're, so you're locking that in? Villa up to 3rd and Bournemouth up to 14th? Yes, I'm locking that in. All right. And I think I will lock in my moves, which are... Uh, Aston Villa from ninth to fifth, and um, Burnley from twelfth to eighteenth. Nice, nice. All right, I think that's, that's those are good moves. The chess game is on, or it's it's <laughs> ongoing. Indeed. <laughs> Something I want to talk about that happened outside the world of football, which was very exciting last week, was uh, Luke Littler, the sixteen-year-old dance sensation who made him who got his way. All the got himself, sorry, all the way to the final of the World Darts Championship, huh. um, and nearly what? I mean, so so I think me and and millions of others found out how darts works or uh, <laughs> <laughs> about this very recently because of this phenomenon. But apparently, so in darts, um, you you win by winning seven sets, and uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, in the final, yeah, yes, in the final. Sorry. And um, in this final, Littler was up 4-2 at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Luke Humphreys, his opponent also called Luke, uh, just won five sets in a row yep. to, to close out the game. And that probably was a, a demonstration of his a more advanced sort of age and experience that he was able to kind of keep his composure in that, in that sense. But take absolutely nothing away from, from Littler for getting himself to the final at such a young age is pretty phenomenal trains half an hour a day there are there are footballers Does... who are weeping <laughs> oh. half an hour a day oh yeah and did you see him talking about his like routine like he'd go have a pizza have a pint or something <laughs> play, he wakes up he plays his xbox yeah he, plays he, the eats, xbox, has a he throws he <laughs> chucks a few darts for half an hour <laughs> and he plays the xbox again and he, oh, and he just won two hundred and fifty thousand quid <laughs> only darts only in darts only in darts only in darts which again that we are <laughs> we're having a laugh but it's so hard <laughs> to repeatedly yeah. do that like it's it's not the most physically demanding sport but damn is it hard <laughs> i mean you don't have to be athletic but you do have to be hella precise oh my god yeah you gotta be eagle-eyed, and you gotta you gotta feel the weight of that dart. You gotta know it like your the back of your hand. That's insane. I got that got that expression right. Yep. I they, these guys play uh play nine sets of darts in the time uh, nine sets of up to five legs each of of uh of five hundred and one points in the time it takes me and my mates to play a game of five hundred and one points because we're all so shit. <laughs> takes this forever this you're you're trying to get you spend the entire game trying to get one triple 20 and it like happens once and you're like yes 
I did it. <laughs> and you completely forget about having to finish on the double because that's just way too complicated and precise. Well, Keenan, it's that time of day again. Time for a wacky sport. Yay! Oh. I have an actual wacky sport for you this time, not just a wacky sport highlight. Have you okay. heard, Keenan, of hobby horsing? I actually have, yes. Ah! It is... Uh... It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's something that little children do a lot by themselves anyway, right? <laughs> Which is just riding around on a, on a toy horse. Yes. Right. Um, on a hobby horse. But I'm, on, I'm aware that there is an actual sport around it. So yes, do go on. I'm, I want to, I'm curious. So now Keenan said toy horse. It is, it is important to uh, specify the difference between any old toy horse and a hobby horse. A hobby horse is the, the toy horse that involves one long stick uh, with a horse's head, a fake horse's head. Obviously, this isn't the Godfather, and uh, and often little little handles to hold on to, which allows you to prance about as if you are riding a horse, especially if you're a small child. But hobby horsing is uh, equestrian style events on which people ride uh, hobby horses. This is actually quite similar to the Quidditch we were talking about in that respect. The different uh, categories of hobby horsing are basically in two major families, a lot like uh, in the equestrian events. Uh, there's dressage, which, uh, which involves accomplishing a certain number of figures. Uh, and basically what's interesting in hobby horsing, part of the challenge of it, is that because you are supposed to be both rider and horse, uh, the upper half of the body has to remain as as straight and uh, and poised as possible while the legs are are doing the horse motions so it's it, it requires sort of uh dividing up one's attention and 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 uh, and physically doing things with one part of the body that the other part of the body looks like it's all you're attached to which is which is quite impressive mm -hmm. to be fair and uh, so there's the dressage which is which resembles dressage you have to you know walk around in and uh, execute moves at the right places at the right time. And there's also show jumping. So that involves jumping in the most elegant and graceful way possible over uh, tiny versions of the, uh, of the jumps that, uh, that horses go over in show jumping as well, including the ones with the little bits of water, but obviously it's a lot smaller so that people aren't, 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 jumping, into, <laughs> aren't jumping into actual pools of water. Because horses are a lot bigger than human beings, and so and so it's not quite the same scale. So yeah, hobby horsing—that is an actual sport that uh, that people do, and uh, there are competitions that you could sign up for if you have a hobby horse and you feel you might be talented at that. How much does a hobby horse cost? Do you know? Uh, I'm going to look that up right now. I, right. I would say that a cheap hobby horse is probably not that expensive. I'm going to guess it's less than a real horse anyway. So it is, uh, it, It's less than a real horse. However, I, I, I typed hobby horse into, into Google, and the first price tag that came up was 1,200 euros. Uh, right. so, so there's some expensive ones out there. But on the cheaper end of the stick, uh, we've got some 100, 100 euros seems to be the... Well, I mean, you know, you know, like with many sports, if you want to, if you want to compete at the top, you gotta, you gotta splash some dosh, yeah. as, as they say. True, true that. 
True that. Another question that doesn't quite exist. <laughs> this is today's episode has been brought to you by Made Up Expressions. Thank you, Made Up Expressions, for your sponsoring. You guys know that feeling when you're trying to do an expression, but you just can't quite get it. Welcome to Made Up Expressions. <laughs> All right, Keenan. Some point though. We do need a sponsor at some point. Yes, if you if you have a company, whether you make up expressions or not, please sponsor us. Please, <laughs> please do. I'll take any amount of money. We'll take any amount of money. We will even we're even happy to be sponsored in pizza or Xbox games like Luke Littler. So yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. contact us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Keenan. All right, thank you for that wacky sports fun one. My pleasure. Thank you for chatting with me. We will be back very soon after some more Premier League action and nearer the end of the of the transfer window so maybe some more maybe some stuff will have happened between now and then to prove you wrong we'll see maybe maybe. alright see you next time man bye bye